Hello, and welcome to the Raising Helmets podcast. You've got Carrie and Kyle here. And if you can hear it in the background, our new pet. There's this cricket that we can't find in the house, and it's very loud. He might be in the air conditioning unit. Uh, which would be weird because somebody came in to try and fix it the other day, and it turned out they were looking for um, our apartment in the next building over. But it was a good thing that they came into our unit because it turned out the people above us have a leaky air conditioning unit. What are we going to name our cricket? Um, Jack Ryan. <laughs> because it too got surprisingly buff all of a sudden. <laughs> no, it was, um, wasn't it for like a Transformer movie or something a long time ago? Jack Ryan? Was for oh, a trans- I thought we were talking about John Krasinski. Oh no, he wasn't in a trans he he wasn't in a Transformers movie, right? He, he was in something. He was in one of those usual like like go to Afghanistan and get PTSD movies, I think. Oh yeah. He thought what's the least gym I can be? And took the first role that would take him. Yeah. And then just like downed a bunch of protein drink. Now he's doing the Tom Clancy thing. Right, that's why you that's why you brought it up. Do you know who Tom Clancy is? He's the author of the Jack Ryan books, right? That's correct. I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> Do you this know is all new knowledge to me. What's the most famous Jack Ryan movie? Hunt for Red October. Did you just look us up on Wikipedia no, the other you, day? You told me all about this the other day. Who's in Hunt for Red October? Um I don't know, Matt Damon. Okay, good. So you didn't actually look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Starring Matt Damon, who played who played the Russian guy. Who played the Russian in Hunt for Red guy October. Yeah. in Hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. Um, the only Russian whose name I know is Vladimir Putin, so I'm going to go with him. All right. I'll give you a hint. He was in one of the Indiana Jones movies. Um, Harrison Ford. That is correct. Wait, really? He played a Russian? Yes. It was quite good acting. He okay. had this really Russian accent. I guess technically you're not wrong that Harrison Ford was in one of the Indiana Jones movies. Any one of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we just watched the first episode of the, of the I wanted to say Paul Ryan, no. <laughs> Amazon exclusive TV series. Okay, series. and we watched it. Because we were seriously considering canceling our Prime subscription. And this changed our mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. What changed our mind was seeing that diapers go up significantly when diaper you don't wipes. have Prime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, diaper wipes. And Rory's butt will only accept Amazon Prime diaper wipes. You know what? I have tried the Aldi diaper wipes, and while the Aldi diapers are actually really great, the diaper wipes... I take issue with. I don't know. They kind of pill, I feel like. But the Amazon ones are good. It's just, I don't like Amazon, but like when you have a two-year-old and a newborn, maybe now isn't the time to be like, that $10 a month really just needs to go somewhere else. And a guinea pig, because PetSmart gouges you for guinea pig food nowadays. Yeah. There isn't like, there isn't like anything around us either. Like we have all the... And we have CVS, mm-hmm. and that's really kind of it. CVS like, is really expensive, 15 too, minutes though. away, yeah. I don't like going to Target. It's exhausting. Well, because you have to park in the big old parking lot, and then the store is massive. 
We need we need a smaller version of Target. How about it's like fits in your phone and it can deliver <laughs> in two days. Free. That sounds good. Did you have anything? Did you have anything to say about Jack Ryan? Um, our cricket or the either. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the cricket is loud. I expected him to be discovered, but he has not been. And I'm wondering if he's annoying our guinea pig. We haven't talked about our guinea pig on the podcast before, actually. I don't think we have. His name is Toby. We named him during a binge watch of The West Wing in 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he was our, we don't expect to have kids for a while, pet. Who became our pet that you have to take care of along with your kids. Yeah. But he's he's old. He's got to be at least four. Yeah, something like that. Certifiably, we've had him for three years almost. The animal shelter and the vet gave us conflicting stories about how old he was. Yeah. So we don't really know exactly. So we're going to have to explain death to Rory pretty soon is what you're trying to say. Yeah. But we love Toby. He's a good guy. I like him. He is. He's very dweepy. And he is very particular, but he eats all of our, all of our like veggie scraps. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that in a guinea pig. Yeah, we don't really have anywhere to compost right now. So it feels good not tossing out like slightly wilty lettuce or celery and stuff like that. He do likes you, them. Do you remember at our old place where our kitchen window was just above like a kind of abandoned area in the back lot of the apartment complex yeah and i would just throw i would just throw rubbish Wait, out you did? the window yeah if it, if I like didn't know that. if it was something that one would compost i would oh. just throw it out the window sometimes yeah, yeah. no that makes sense and nobody like nobody could see me <laughs> and i don't think the neighbors ever complained it wasn't a lot of food but like just a little bit of like potato skins and stuff yeah, see, even, like, flowers and stuff, I wish we had somewhere to put them that didn't involve, like, leaving the apartment. Yeah, we need one of those community gardens. That would be so cool. But still, it's like, gotta leave the house to go work in your garden. What I'm picturing is, like, a house with a garden where you can open the door and then there's your garden. Someday. Yeah, someday. We're working on it as soon as the housing market collapses. We have all of our <laughs> value in cash. We'll buy up like five of these Alexandria houses. That's a lot. We'll make a super network of houses. Yeah. We'll sh- we should get our own HGTV show as we flip all of them. Yeah. No. Oh, right. You're talking about a housing show. I was thinking of like a TLC, Carrie and Kyle plus 10, but it's oh, just houses, houses instead of kids. <laughs> 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 We would name them all. No, maybe we could game the system somehow and like get get one of our houses on Property Brothers and one on Fixer Upper and just get get one on all the shows and then have them be like, wait, no. Oh, right, because they all realize that they're airing a show by the same per- same family what but with different houses. Move. That what would be incredible. Move. It'd be like, you know, the, the Tinder date girl? Oh, yeah. Who got like, 50 guys to come to the same party and then she was running the party and it was just like a contest to see who would put up with the most crap to date her 
It'd be like we'd gather all of the different house hunter guys. And we make together. them fight each other. And we would make them fight each other. Yeah. With oh. like housing related challenges and stuff. Like two by fours like or dueling with a broom and mm-hmm. just like throwing hammers at each other. Wow. And other things related to housing construction. See see Mm, I feel like the Property Brothers might have an edge on everybody else because they're two guys, but well, Joanna yeah. Gaines seems pretty scrappy. Like I might, I might put my money on Joanna. I'm putting my money on the Property Brothers because they remind me of like those two turtles in uh, Super Mario Brothers who would Mario throw the throw the hammers. No, 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 no. Oh. The, the turtle guys. I don't know if you where they're like yeah, the two levels and, and 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 they jump up and down the levels and they're throwing hammers at you. They're the hardest guys to beat. I don't. I believe you. you. You never get that far when you play. I don't understand your references. Yeah, that's because we don't have shared history, video game wise. Not really. I played a little bit of Dig Dug the other day. You were good very, at Dig Dug. Mm, I wasn't that good at it. It was. It's a tough game. And you were all right. <sighs> I gotta say. Thank you. We didn't really have a topic in mind for this podcast. We just finished watching some TV, got a beer out of the fridge, and decided to hit record. Rory is asleep. Joseph is weirdly quiet for once. It's thundering and lightninging outside. And the cricket is cricketing, so if we tell an awkward joke and there is a pause, we've got built-in cricket effects. You guys can probably hear the thunder, actually. I hope so. It's so cool. A background. Talk about something ominous. Rory likes thunder and lightning. He was singing yeah. it today. I love thunder. I love lightning. I love grass. It's kind of a <laughs> random song. <laughs> he was just literally naming things he loves. Or saw around the apartment. I'm, I'm trying to get him to love lamp, just so he will say, I love lamp. <laughs> I, I do not support <laughs> turning our baby into a tiny anchor man. That's fair. We were talking the other day about questions that parents get all the time. The top one on the list is, that's a lot. Are you going to stop now? Oh, in terms of number of kids. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't really gotten that no, yet. That'd Two be crazy. Kids is plenty. But our parents used to get it all the time. Yeah. Because we are both the oldest of six children in our families. So I remember all the time being stopped in the grocery store and people would ask, are they all yours or... Are you done? Or did you keep trying until you had a boy? Because my parents had five girls and then a boy. The best response I ever heard my mom give was to somebody who said, do you know what causes that? And she pulled out a notepad and a pen and said, no, and I've been trying to figure it out. Can you help me? (laughs) She was just dead, dead serious voice. Only it was answer, really. the ultimate power move. Yeah. Nothing beats that. Go your mom. Your yeah. mom is great. She was great. Is great. She is great. <laughs> Hi, Jean. <laughs> we know you're still alive. What's another question that people get asked, or that we get asked a lot? Um, so one that people ask me about, especially when they find out that I have a child development background, is... They want to talk about object permanence. Yes. That's people what... <laughs> won't shut up about object permanence. <laughs> and oh, my gosh. And the funny gosh. thing is, is that I remember talking about it a little bit in college, but 
maybe because I didn't specialize in infants, I specialized in preschoolers. It just doesn't come up that much. But every time it's like that or the marshmallow test mm-hmm. are the word associations people give, which I find really funny. And I'm happy to talk about it and speculate, it, speculate about it with people. I don't know a lot and it's not that relevant to children, I feel like. But that's what people want to talk about is object permanence. We should maybe read up on this and then actually do a whole podcast on it. Yeah, I guess if that's what people want to talk about. You know what's a thing that people have never said to me but still makes me angry? <laughs> no. What is this hypothetical? It's, it's oh, are you babysitting oh. with your own kid? Mm-hmm. That got me so mad in anticipation of it happening. But in spite of me like taking Rory to the park just us all the time, I've never actually had anybody even sort of imply that I was just babysitting our child. I think it's really important for dads to be seen parenting in public spaces. And I kind of wish there was a better way to celebrate that because I don't want to be giving kudos to dads for something that moms do all the time. Did you say kudos? Yeah. Say kudos. No. Say it again. What does it rhyme with? Okay, what does it rhyme with? Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Not any real words. <laughs> Moving on, my point is that it's really cool when we can appreciate parenting. And it's especially important to appreciate dads because they don't get as much visibility, I think. But it, you don't want to be congratulating them on doing the bare minimum of their job. When you see a dad in mass who's dealing with three really antsy kids and you sort of normally see moms being the ones dealing with the children in mass and dads are kind of standing off to the side. But um, in our parish, a lot of the dads are really, really active. And I love seeing that. But I sort of feel like if I draw too much attention to it, then it loops right back in. Well, let this be let this be our public service announcement because the solution to that dilemma of not wanting to compliment men for just doing what women do all the time is to compliment both sexes more. More compliments for everybody. I like celebrate that idea. all the parents That's because because parenting is kind of tough and it's helpful to have somebody just say, "Hey, you're doing a good job. It's mm-hmm. nice." Okay, so here's the other question that everybody asks. Well. It's actually two questions. The first is, how old is your kid? Yeah. Which I don't really ask people because I feel like I can generally tell. But some people seem genuinely curious. Like, am I looking at a one-year-old or am I looking at a two-month-old? It's confusing. It's hard to tell how old a kid is. Yeah, if you're not around kids a lot, for sure. Even if you are, some of them are pretty misleading. Like, Joseph looks like a two-month-old at this point. Yeah, he kind of does. Big boy. Okay, so then you tell them, and you tell them in months, say, and then you can totally see them, like, making a calculation in their head. And then the next question is almost always, so when do you stop saying their age in months? Yeah. We've gotten that one a lot. One of my favorite Twitter accounts is called um, Los Feliz Daycare or something like that, and they tweet about the things that their (laughs) kids do. It's all parody, but they'll be like, They'll be, um, let's see, Sunshine, who is 1,700 sunsets old. 
<laughs> or like Kyrie, <laughs> 52 weeks. <laughs> and then some kind of super hilarious hipster thing that they said or did. Anyway, I always think that's funny. They that come sounds up like with new am- ways of measuring the kids' ages all the time. That sounds amazing. It's a pretty great account. I don't know anyone else who follows them, I don't think. Once you get to two, you just say they're two. Because once they're two, all of society knows to associate being two with the word terrible. Frankly, once they saw your child, they probably had it locked and loaded because it's hard to mistake a two-year-old. Two-year-olds are a unique creature, yeah. Rory's pretty close to becoming a two-year-old. It's going to be fun. Do you know Ivan the Terrible was called that because of the other form of the word terrible? That just means like, kind of like how awful means to inspire awe. Mm, uh So... It wasn't because he was a terrible ruler, although apparently he also was a terrible ruler. And then that's about the entirety of what I know about that subject. Are are you saying that we should reclaim the terrible twos to mean like the awesome twos? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Thank you Mm. for translating that. Yeah, I I was a little lost about what you were going for there. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Going to have a lot of trains in year two. Trains and buses. Airplanes, even more than now. He might he might branch out to another field of study. It's true, actually. He got a puzzle of bugs recently that he's been kind of into. And he started calling everything a bugglebee. It's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, bugglebee. I was trying to I was trying to Skype for Dungeons and Dragons, and Rory dashes in with this ladybug puzzle piece and just starts shouting bugglebee, bugglebee, which gave me the idea for a new monster to. Put in D&D. There you go. It's the Bugglebee. Cool. Terrific twos. Terrific twos. Triumphant twos. Mm. I need to. I need to break in with a breaking news announcement. Oh boy. As longtime listeners to the show know, all these cheesecake platters are seasonal. Peter discovered this the hard way when he was oh, out this here. Oh, from way back in episode two. Episode two. Yeah. So all the cheesecake platters are like ten bucks. And they are designed for a party because they have like 12 cheesecake slices on them of four different flavors, I think. And they are delicious and amazing. And I have never gotten them for a party. I've always gotten them for ourselves because you'll have like one slice and you'll be done. And you'll do that for if you're if we're each having them, that's six days that you can each have a cheesecake slice each day. Six days is a long time. I don't think one has lasted that long. Well, obviously, that's the ideal and most of the time we'll cheat and have two and then it'll go twice as fast but the larger point is that we don't know when they go away from aldi but it appears that they come back around labor day which makes no sense is it like wearing black but with cheesecake there's no way of knowing why it would be tied to labor day or why cheesecake has to be seasonal at all this is what investigative journalism was made for cheesecake seems pretty year-round to me i would eat it year-round we have eaten it year-round. If we could just get, like, 30 of those platters, I could have one every day. Yeah, I usually make cheesecake in September because I, I make one for year and Dan's oh, yeah. birthday. Or I have in the past once or twice. Yeah, because Dan said at some point that he really likes cheesecake. And I have no idea if he was just, like, trying to be polite. But he's now committed to this, whether it's true or not, that he really likes cheesecake. Because we keep giving him cheesecake for his birthday. I hope he really likes cheesecake. I think he does. Shout out to Dan. Shout out Dan. Hi, Dan. We miss you, Dan. Do you have an advertisement? 
from one of our Patreon sponsors, a la Brunigs. Uh, we we do actually have a sponsor for today's episode. I hear they're I hear they're a spinoff of another company that is trying to take I part know. of the market share. I don't know where you heard that. They're completely their own thing. Are they? No one else is doing this. Probably that's what their lawyers want right, me to so, say. So the sponsor for this podcast is Circle Space. Can you tell um, us a little bit about Circle Space? <laughs> you know, um, I'd rather talk about round things. You know, most people like round things like frisbees and donuts or even maybe some old tires. Or cheesecakes. Or che- cheesecakes. There you go. That's why we use Circle Space, the only website dedicated to all things that are round. They have templates you can use to make your own round things. And they even have customer service around the clock. <laughs> so try Circle Space today for a well-rounded life. Circle Space. And uh, you can use code um, Bugglebee, Bugglebee, I believe, to get your first uh, purchase from Circle Space completely free. Completely? That is a deal. Yeah. Uh, just pay shipping, which I believe is forty nine ninety nine. That sounds reasonable. What are they shipping? <laughs> Just a circle? Like well, a random round thing? Um, what exactly does Circle Space do? You know what? That was not part of the plug they gave me, so okay. you have to go to Circle Space to find All out. Right. But don't forget, use code Bugglebee. Bugglebee. We should probably right we should probably Google Circle Space Tell before we, we actually you. post this just in case. <laughs> well, thanks to them for Patreonizing. They were our first Patreon. Yeah. That's that's our first tier is that we'll first read an tier. ad about you. We're going to make millions off of this Patreon that we have. Well, we already have. That's how much the Patreon tier costs. It's $3 million. It's literally, Do we, we must have smaller tiers for our for our smaller investors. Nope. Do we have like a $1 million tier? For, nope. How about it starts like, at $3 million and I will read a 30-second <laughs> plug for your website. <laughs> well, that's a steal, I have to say. This is exclusive podcasting real estate here, folks. Is there a higher tier? Um. Yes. For $10 million, you can come and have your picture taken with one of our kids. Just one of our kids? Yeah. Okay. Those are the two tiers in our Patreon. Do you, do they get to choose or do we get to choose? The kids get to choose. The kids get to choose. All right. That makes sense to me. I think Joseph's waking up. Is Joseph a Patreon? Pa- pa- what is somebody who patronizes a Patreon? Um. They are a Patreon. Right? I don't think so. They are a Patreonizer. Patreon. E-E-P. Patronus. Patronus. <laughs> Everybody is a Patronus if they patronize. Speaking of, tomorrow is the first of the month, and that means that there are two bills that I have to pay. The rent? The rent. I can't pay the rent. What's Do you that? know that skit? No, I have never, no idea. Never mind. What's the other one? The other bill the I have water to pay. Bill. Incorrect. That's part of my the rent Amazon bill. Amazon Prime bill. That is technically correct, but not because it's the first of the month. Because it's the first of my Amazon Prime year. What other bills do we? I have to. I have to pay my Patreon bill. Oh. Yeah. Yes, we support um, Jake. Jake, we support Jake, and in exchange for giving him like three dollars, we. He's not. He's not mean. Or he doesn't block us? I don't remember. I think he's just not mean to us. Okay, well, is it just you? Or would I have to make a Patreon account and no. become a Patronus? I know very... I'm an esteemed canon lawyer. I know a lot about this. And I know for a fact that according to canon law, 
if you are married, then the benefits of a Patreon go to both of you. Okay. Does Jake know that? He must. He knows things about canon law. Okay. He's friends with me. I can't shut up about it. Well, (laughs) if I find out that I've not been getting my Patronus bonus. (laughs) Well, he's been nice to you, right? Yeah, that's true. And he hasn't blocked you. We were talking about chimichangas today. He made chimichangas. They looked really good. So we've been ending the podcast with clips of Rory talking. And Mm -hmm. it's been a big hit. We've gotten at least one person who said it was the best part. I'm getting a kick out of what Rory is stringing together in sentences nowadays. What was the biggest sentence you said? Um, He said something to Joseph about not crying that I was pretty impressed by. He also sort of signs off his own sentences. Like, I'll say, would you like some orange juice? He'll say, orange juice? Want some? Roro. Like he's just dictating a telegram to me or something. He's getting smarter. I'm worried. His intellect is growing exponentially. And if he keeps up for long, he's going to pass us both. Poor kid. He hit his head today at the pool. Yep. He got up because he fell underwater for just a brief second. In about? In the kiddie pool part. Eight inches. Yeah. And he got up right away. He knew exactly what to do. I think it's a lot of instinct at that point, but I was glad to see him solve the problem himself. Mm-hmm. And then we brought him home and put ice on his head and let him watch videos of the Berlin Metro, because that's what he wanted to watch. Yeah, he specifically selected it, which it was fine. It was kind of boring. It was like the same train leaving different stations. And he didn't think so. He was transfixed by it. He was all about it. Well, you know why? Is because it's yellow. Train the train was yellow. He thought it was some kind of awesome school bus train mashup. Exactly. The <laughs> the most ambitious crossover. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are his favorite things right now is school buses and trains. Someone on Twitter had a great suggestion which is to watch airport luggage handling videos. Oh that's gotta be amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like the scene from Toy Story two. But not terrifying. Yeah. No, I'm excited to check it out. Because at the airport, he always likes seeing the carts go by with the luggage on them. Yeah, it's great. Tell a really corny joke. What was the one I saw just today for the first time? I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. (laughs) We're getting... Is it a flash flood warning? Yeah. Yeah. So in California, we would get these every now and then on the TV. And you could never take them seriously because it was Southern California and we never got more than one inch of rain in like my entire childhood, our entire childhood. But I still, now that we're here, we have to actually take them seriously because there could actually be a flash flood and it would be unsafe to drive out here. Yeah, so we won't go driving anywhere right now Yeah. at midnight. But here's the deal. They don't have earthquakes here. But if you do get some sort of earthquake warning... You would have to take it seriously because nothing out here is built for earthquakes. You may ask yourself, how could there be an earthquake warning? I do not have an answer to that. But if the ground started shaking, we couldn't treat it like a joke or like one of my coworkers said when there was an earthquake in California. Wow, it's like Disneyland, but cheaper. And then he thought about it for a moment and he said, I'm actually being paid to be here. (laughs) 
I like that guy. Oh my a lot. goodness. What job was that? Uh, that was my election job. Oh, okay. Which we'll do a podcast on that in October, probably, as I'm reminiscing for all the politics. It was a good job. Mm. It was my best job. I say that to my current coworkers. I say my best job was, but we're not going to talk about it now. Sneak preview. You're making it sound like special edition. There's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. Okay, that'll be fun. Yeah. Which you can access by becoming one of our Patronuses on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Limited time offer. You can choose your Patronus instead of us choosing for you. Circle Space got Wet Hamster as their Patronus. A wet Hamster. There's a, there's a Harry a, Potter is tie-in. Is that a round? Yeah, it's kind of round. Animal? Yeah, well, you have to like shape it. I have gone with something like a sea urchin. Or those birds that have so many feathers that they just look really round. I'm a little bit confused about what else is around the lines being blurred between Harry Potter and Patreon a here. potato. Potatoes are distinctly non-round. Or an apple. That Patronus is an apple. Now you're just naming things you see around the <laughs> That <apple>. are round. <laughs> what should we end the podcast with Rory saying this time? Um, well, he had his cute I love you list going. Yes, we should get and I got that. that in here. I did. It's super cute. All right. Be prepared for the only part of the podcast that is objectively mm. good. Coming in three, two, one. I love Dada. I love Mama. I love Keep. I love Willow. I love Mama. I love Rain. I love Tiger, I love Mama, I love Juju.